This is Just a Few Questions. Just a Few Questions from Chicago. I'm Mark Sims, your host, and I have Chris Stewart on the phone. Chris Stewart is the CEO of Brightbeam. See, I just see Chris Stewart on, on, the, on the Internet with all these videos and all the interviews he's doing. I'm like, that's a cool guy. I want to talk to Chris Stewart. And here you are. Thanks, man, for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thanks I was, for the invitation. You know, before we got going, I was watching some videos about you and stuff. And I said, you are the person I could have, be- I should have become. You Jeez. are an activist. And now you, the CEO, you the boss. <laughs> so when you started 20 years ago being an activist, an education activist, do you ever think it would get this far? No, I didn't see that at all. I mean, in the beginning, I was just really thinking about being a parent activist because I was having to activate for my own child. So that's where it all started. Um, I was, you know, I had a problem as a parent with the schools and I was, I was defiant. I was militant about the fact that we weren't going to have any problems. My child was going to make it all the way through, get to college, go through college. And that was going to be, it was going to be a different life than what I had. And that created my activism. Well, I wish uh, I I was sort of that parent, but I wasn't maybe as defiant as Chris Stewart. (laughs) But seriously, all jokes aside, Chris Stewart, with all this AI, everybody knows this. The computers have always been here. They just we're gonna have more computers, more algorithms, all this artificial intelligence, and a lot of industries are gonna change. Especially with this pandemic, they say it's gonna accelerate all this change. So, are the public schools, the average public school, are they really preparing America's uh, students, children, students, for the world of AI? I mean, to be short answer to that. Well, my short answer to that would be no. You know, the, the short answer is that many average public schools are doing all they can just to keep a, a comprehensive educational program that includes math, reading, a little bit of science some social studies um, and some electives. And that has become the, the, the new norm that before we had COVID was just to maintain all that you could for yesterday's economy. Right. Not for tomorrow's economy. <clears throat> I've said before that um, we have kids in today's schools learning in yesterday's ways and we think we're preparing them for tomorrow. And that's really not, um, there, there's no better place than AI, technology, network um, sciences, STEM sciences, to see that that's really true. Um, um, if, if I were to go back in time, if I were to go back to the 70s, I remember my dad saying to me that I needed to be really good in math because the whole world was going to be computers in the future. And he was working in computers a little bit at the time. And to do computers, you needed to know math. Well, here we are all these years later, and everything he said was going to come true did. We now have more power in our laptops than we had, you know, that put people on the moon in the 60s. But... I didn't really need to know math. He gave me some bad advice and my schools didn't do any better, right? There, were, there would have been things that I could have learned in school about coding and, that, and HTML and Java and different languages that kids have learned on their own, you know, online and on YouTube, that if I were taught those things, I could have went into fields that now are making people fabulously wealthy. And I think that's a little bit behind your question is, are we doing that again? Like there are things right now that there are kids in first class families, first class schools and first class neighborhoods are going to have access to before everybody else does. They're going to make all the money off of those new emerging technological industries. And then we're going to be 10, 15, 20 years behind because we went to mainstream, mainline, average 
public schools that are not really forward thinking. They are really backward thinking, right? They, they, they don't, they're not experts on everything that you started this question with, like what's coming down the pipe? What are going to be the jobs of the future? Um, what are going to be the changes to society that we need to prepare kids for? Um, as a matter of fact, many times schools and school districts are resistant to those type of programs, to the type of things that, that would get, excuse me, get kids ahead um, at, at looking at those type of things. AI and just computer science in general and the networking and engineering technologies um, that, that are coming down the pipe already are kind of here, right? We're already falling behind. I would ask any parent, any you know educator or parent who listens to this to just really investigate your own school your own school district and ask the same questions that you're asking me of your district and i bet you will be surprised by how far behind some of them are just on basic technology no i understand where you from uh i feel i like telling people i feel uh, Fortran and Cobalt about 43 years ago. So <laughs> I missed the boat. <laughs> and then we had deindustrialization, a lot of things. I, I made a lot of mistakes back in the day. But 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 so there's a lot of students who are going to be like me, who are not going to get that, that bachelor's degree. They're not going to get an associate's degree. They're not going to be trained. And they'll still be working with AI. So on the other flip side, are the public schools, the average public school, are they preparing students to work with this AI? And more importantly, to work with other human beings. When I say that, we'll have all this AI. It's here now. We know it's here. It's just going to accelerate. But so our only chance for a lot of people, whether we make over 50 grand a year or over six figures a year or under, how can we uh, become more human? Our, our humanity, how we interact with each other. Are the schools teaching that, like interpersonal skills and et cetera? Are they teaching that? You know, I think that's a school-by-school school basis. I mean, there are schools. So first of all, especially like where you live in Chicago, you have many different kinds of schools. And when you have a district that's that big that has, you know, magnet schools and special programs and even some things mixed in like Waldorf or Montessori type schools, you'll, <laughs> you'll have a mix. So parents have to be smart consumers of where they put their kids in a, in a city like Chicago. Um, because in some places, the answer to your question is yes. In some of the schools, you're absolutely, and especially the more affluent kids that the district puts into a building, the more I think those type of opportunities are going to go up because those parents are going to demand uh, things that are a little bit more forward thinking and do prepare their kids to be social citizens, um, political citizens, you know, world thinkers and all that beyond just test scores, beyond just grades, beyond just, you know, getting a degree, being on the college track. Um, I find when you have really active parents who have a little bit of political influence and in, in come into a school, those type of opportunities go up. Yeah, everybody's not going to be blessed with wonderful parents like Michelle Robinson, uh, a.k.a. the first lady, <laughs> the former first lady. But, you know, we're, we're not we're not that blessed. And uh, some people aren't. And that's my concern, because I live in the neighborhood on the far south side. And I I don't I can't expect the average parent to understand what's going to happen in the next 10 years, next 10 or 20 years. I don't expect mm -hmm. that. I'm not saying they dumb and all that. Cause we're just, a lot of us are just trying to get through the day. We, we ain't thinking 10 or 20 years. We thought we talking about, talking about tonight, next week, the rent's due the first mm -hmm. of the month. 
But and that's where you come in. Do you see? And let me close out. I'll quit yakking and you can tell me how to watch all your videos. Tell the good people how to watch all your videos. But I got to ask, how come we don't have a more more Chris Stewart's and I'm not being patronizing. I mean, we don't have enough activists or like you said on one video I was watching. Do parents like you and, and, and the parents like me back in the day when I, my children were in the school? Are we really allowed to be the kind of parents we need to be? Like you say, what's the term you, we, they, they push us out, they push, uh, they pro professionalize parents like us. They don't really don't want uh, nagging parents in these public schools, do they? In the no, they want schools. you, they, they pretty much want you to drop your kid off and then go home and be quiet is really what they want. And then they want you to come down when they want you to come there to support them on referendums or getting more money or fundraisers or volunteering. They want that sort of parent, but they don't really want the thinking parent who's going to put pressure on them to do better for your child. That's not the type of parent that they love, which in turn is what makes me an activist over time. Because if I'm telling you, it's, it's by law, I have to drop my kid off to your building. I have to bring him to your district. He has to be there all day long because um, I have no other arrangement that I can do. So by law, if you have my child all day long, I have a little bit to say about what happens and takes place there. The more you treat me like I don't have that power, the more you're going to have a problem. Because we're going to fight. We're just going to have a fight there. I get that's not every parent's thing. I get that, you know, parents, you know, if you are worried about, like, you know, it's Wednesday and you have no money and payday is Friday and you have bills you got to pay today, that is a stressful situation. I've been in that situation earlier in life with my oldest child. That was our situation. But I had such a particular thing about the schools because I did so poorly in school. Because my school situation had been so bad that when I had a kid, it became my thing. It was just, it, it's not everybody's thing. It became my thing specifically because it was the only thing that I thought, thought that I could do for him. And I hope every parent really, really thinks about how much of the fight they want to take on. Because you really should fight for your kids. These schools are not designed for our kids. They're really not. And, and, and you know, the parents that do the most politicking, do the most kind of showing up, the most making the most demands or whatnot, just the, you know, squeaky wheel gets the grease. That, that's, that's the way it is in schools. Um, and the best programs, the best opportunities, the best tracks to be on are hidden. They're hidden. It requires parents to investigate to find the best tracks in your school district because I can guarantee you that they're hidden, um, especially in a city like yours. The best opportunities are not apparent to everybody. Yeah, I want to have you back. Let's close out and tell the people how can we see those great videos you do and all the stuff you do on the Internet. How do we find you, Chris? Well, first of all, if anybody wants to email me, they can email me at Christopher at activist.com. That's Christopher at activist.com. You can also find me on Twitter. Um, and on Twitter, I'm at Citizen Stewart. Um, uh, again, that's at Citizen Stewart. If you search me on Facebook, you'll find me also if you just uh, search for Citizen Stewart also. I have a Twitter channel. Um, you can find my videos on citizen.education. That's citizen.education. That'll take you to um, our website that has a lot of our videos. Also, if you, um, if you look for me in YouTube, you'll find where we deposit our videos over time. It's not an easy um email address or um no i, uh, I type URL in chris stewart I, I type in chris stewart and you you just pop right up if you do that yeah that's probably how you'll find me yeah in youtube well i can't thank you enough you're a man after my own heart i wish i could have be could have been chris stewart but uh we'll have you back and i i can't thank you enough for 
for, for what you're doing. Uh, hopefully we can, you inspire some other Chris Stewart's to get out there and fight for our children, fight for, our, for all awesome. students. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Awesome. I, I appreciate it, Thank man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.